The tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain, never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil to gain and farm his patch of soil, who never had to win his share of sun and sky and light and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger wind, the stronger trees. The further sky, the greater length. The more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men good timbers grow. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both. And they hold counsel with the stars, whose broken branches show the scars. Of many winds and much of strife, this is the common law of life. Good Timber by Douglas Malick What's up, witches? Welcome to Staff Meeting at the Corporate Coven, the podcast for witches at work. I'm your host, Jessica, sometimes referred to as that witch from work. I'm pleased to bring you this weekly episode of the podcast where we check in with a reflective question inspired by current astrology weather, we make magic with the lunar phases, and organize our work with the day-by-day astrology forecast. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Last week in the check-in question, we emphasized the importance of your thoughts and how they inform your feelings, which then influence your behaviors. We discussed how important our thoughts are and how critical it was to work on our mindset leading into the new moon and the Chinese New Year. This week, we'll see just how well that effort worked as our actions and motivations, Mars, are also being transformed by this Plutonian aspect. This will impact what we value or see as valuable, including our possessions and relationships, Venus. So think about the vision of yourself at the end of this 20-year transit of Pluto in Aquarius. How will you be acting? What will your life look like? I'll share some of my ambitions here, and I would encourage you to do the same for yourself. When I think about me in 20 years, I'll be 54. Oh, God. (laughs) It's possible that I'll be a grandmother. It's possible that my parents will have moved on from this physical plane. I'll be past the prime of my career and thinking more about how to stabilize my resources so I can enjoy retirement with my family and my loved ones. Pluto in my first house makes me think about how I need to position myself to ensure a financially comfortable life, but also a physically comfortable one as well. How do I start making sure that I will feel alive and filled with vitality, even as a grandma? It's so, so far away that it's almost scary to think about, but that is a very Plutonian experience, isn't it? When the storms come, we're afraid. Afraid that our roots will be upended, our branches breaking in the severe winds. It's normal to feel afraid. 
But just as we heard in the poem at the beginning of the episode, good timber does not grow with ease. On my personal Instagram, for those of you that, you know, know me in my in my personal life or in, you know, in my neighborhood or at work or something like that, if you're connected with me over my personal account on Instagram, then you saw I posted a reel recently that was showing these gorgeous crone archetypes with colorful hair and um, like very clear wrinkles. And this is kind of a big deal for me. If anyone is like listening and you're in Utah, then you'll know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure this happens, you know, outside of my state as well. But Utah is like one of those states that a lot of people travel to to have plastic surgery done because it's so affordable here. And uh, there's a lot of these deluxe spas and it's really common for women around my age to start getting Botox and fillers and and things like that to uh delay, I guess, the appearance of looking like we're aging. And something that for me personally, I whether you do or do not, is you and yours and based on your experience and your life and perspective, and I have that for myself as well. And it's been this weird experience having a belief in loving my body and appreciating it no matter what it looks like and honoring all that it's been through. An example of that is being really... Uh, trying to be really proud and like consistently okay with my stretch marks that I got from, you know, carrying children, my C-section scar from the birth of my first child and things like that, you know, Uh, trying to be just like okay with my body and not feeling frustrated by the change. It was in my Saturn return that I really started to see my face aging. And it was this acknowledgement of like, oh, okay, it's happening maturity is really here now and it's continuing you know as as i move further into my 30s i become even more aware of the whiskers that grow on the face or like new moles that start forming or just you know random things that happen with your body as you get older um and as your hormones change and things like that and when i saw this reel of these women with long beautiful colorful hair and and this uh, smile on their face, which to me just indicated that there was this comfort, this confidence in their body, even with the wrinkles, even with all of the things that, you know, in modern society, we're, we're so afraid of and we're uncomfortable with. And the idea of our body aging is really scary. Talking about being a grandma is really freaking me out, you know, uh, thinking about moving forward in a generation where, you know, I start losing my parents. We, in 2023, uh, lost, my husband lost his stepdad. And so that was the first real like parent loss for us. And, you know, these Plutonian transits, it's, it's one of those things where Pluto actually is bringing about transformation in our life and change is hard when you're in the middle of it. And when you're on the other side, it's easy to look back and think, oh, well, you know, it's a good thing that that happened or it's okay that this happened. But when you're in the middle of change, it's scary. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. And that's the reason I wanted to share that poem at the beginning of the episode. And the check-in here is when you think about where you want to be 20 years from now, what do you want it to look like? And 
what types of experiences do you need to have to be at that point in time? Thinking about being a grandma means I have to start thinking about my children growing up and dating and maturing and the idea of having teenagers is also very intimidating and very scary. So I really need to start thinking about how I want to show up as a parent, what things really matter to me, how do I instill values in my children while celebrating their own authenticity and creativity, how do I help them become so secure in themselves that they're ready for good partnership? I don't, you know what I mean? Like these are the things that it's scary and it's overwhelming to think about, but this is the beginning of that time where we start thinking about what is our legacy and what do we need to start doing to get there? Again, with Mars and Venus moving into the sign of Aquarius this week, and we'll cover that in the major aspects. It's about how we start changing the way that we feel the way that we behave, we start thinking about our motivations and our intentions in all new ways. And we start making actions which help align us to that desired outcome. So let's talk about the major transits this week. On Tuesday, February 13th, Mars enters the sign of Aquarius. Now it's important to note that Pluto is in Aquarius at zero degrees. And because Pluto is a very, very slow outer planet, uh, or dwarf planet or whatever, you know, terminology we're using for Pluto nowadays, but sitting at that zero degrees is really like he's going to be there for a minute. And so when Mars and Venus move into Aquarius, they'll be at zero degrees and they'll have a degree based conjunction, zero and zero. But we actually see on Wednesday, February 14th, an exact Mars conjunct Pluto because the minutes now line up as well. Similarly, okay, so let me back up. So Tuesday, February 13th, Mars enters Aquarius. The following Wednesday, there's that exact conjunction with Pluto. Thursday, we kind of have a day off. Friday, February 16th, we see Venus move into Aquarius. And then the following day, Saturday, February 17th, Venus is now conjunct Pluto. So you see that twice this week where a planet will ingress into Aquarius by degree. They're both hanging out at zero degrees, but it's the following day that we feel this exactness, this, uh, you know, being right in the same space, right in a line. Something else to note this week, because I talk about it quite a bit in the daily forecast is it's not a major transit per se, but this entire week we see Chiron conjunct the North Node at 16 degrees Aries. And, you know, this, this Chiron North Node alignment, we've talked a little bit about in previous episodes. I spent a lot of time talking about the North Node in Aries when we talked about being self-led and self-leadership uh, in one of my previous episodes. And we've talked a lot about Chiron and Aries with these idea of visibility wounds, the fear of um, being rejected as an individual and the temptation to, you know, dim yourself or change yourself so that way you can fit in with the majority because of the idea of safety with the other, safety with the group. This feeling of needing to do it all by yourself and the, the difficulty in asking for help knowing that you can move so much more quickly on your own and feeling like, you know, other people are weighing you down. So there's this tension point, right, between the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. But in the Chiron area, it's where does it hurt, though? You know, maybe you want to be seen authentically, but there's danger there. There's fear there, right? We've talked about this in previous episodes. So that's just something to note, that this week we see that 16-degree mashup with these two 
all week. And so that could be a very strong underlying tone, uh, kind of writing throughout it. So let's talk phase management. We're still in this mutable to mutable zodiac sign journey for the moon. We see her starting in the zodiac sign of Pisces at the beginning of the week, moving into Aries to Taurus, and then ending the week in Gemini. Moving through this final leg of the zodiac where all of the planets are piled up, it could bring another really activating week. You know, in Pisces, we're going to see the moon hanging out with Saturn and Neptune. It will move into Aries and cross over Chiron in the North Node. We're going to see the moon moving into Taurus, hitting up, uh, you know, Jupiter and Uranus. So it's still really active and, and it could feel like it's right in your face. You know, we've talked about how when the moon is moving through the part of the zodiac wheel where no planets are sitting, it's not that the moon is unbothered and not touching or interacting with anyone, but it feels like maybe there's a bit of space in a corporate environment similar to the one where I work in. You know, I work with people at different locations. Uh, there's a lot of remote. There's a lot of like teleconferencing. But when the moon is right up in, you know, the planets, all of a sudden everyone's in the office. We're all in a conference room together or I'm in people's houses and, and I'm interacting with people, you know, more directly. I think the other thing is just, you know, the Pisces into the Aries Taurus Gemini. This is the renewal of a cycle and that doesn't always line up with the lunar phases, but we do have another week where it does kind of line up with that. For the lunar phases this week, we're going to be closing out that new moon lunar phase. We'll then move into the crescent moon and then we'll end the week in a first quarter moon. And so again, it's all about getting activated in really big ways. Uh, the building of momentum, right? The increasing motivation. It's the courage to push forward despite the fear that we feel. It's knowing that it's okay to feel the fear, but to go for it anyways, even though it might destabilize the status quo. That summary is just a really high level way to talk about, you know, when the moon is renewed into the zodiac sign of Aries and gets really activated, moves into the sign of exaltation in Taurus, and then starts, you know, navigating that, um, that shifting energy, it's going to be crossing over some really big players that want you to go out and do something, want you to go out and to build structure, to stabilize it, to change it, to like figure it out, to align it, like to make it mean something and to be bold and brave in the process. I think this week has a lot to do with uh, having courage. And the only way that you can't do that is if fear is part of the conversation. So in the daily forecast, let's get into it day by day. On Sunday, again, North Node conjunct Chiron, that's happening all week. We have a Pisces moon moving between Saturn and Neptune. And it made me think about, you know, when does making the right choice hurt? Sometimes we believe that we are on the right path because it's easy. That's a big, like, this is a difficult part of manifestation, especially if you don't spend a lot of time with it or you're talking to people who are really skeptical. It's really easy, like, you know, to be shamed about it. Of Like, you can't just love and light your way through everything. You can't just, like, wish things into existence. Uh, so there's this idea of, like, you know, you're not manifesting it because you're trying too hard. You're seeking it too much. You're focusing on on the lack of it and all this other stuff. So there's this idea that, oh, if it's for you, it should be easy. The stars align. Everything falls into place. And that's how you know it's the right thing. 
but that's not the only way for something to be right. And just because something doesn't feel easy doesn't mean it's the wrong choice. I watched Anastasia with my kids recently, and I was thinking of the scene where the orphan Anya is walking in the snow, she finds the puppy, and then she starts singing the song, right? And one of the lyrics, you know, one of the verses that she sings is, life is full of choices, but no one ever mentions fear. And again, you know, the right path is not always the easy path. Good timber does not grow with ease. I've been seeing so many memes and things like this, you know, floating around socials as we do, uh, saying things, you know, like, it's not normal to have this much stress. It's not worry or it's not normal to be this worried about money. It's not normal to uh, be aware of all of these like horrible, terrible things in the world. And, and I always just kind of pause and just think like, isn't it? Isn't the struggle normal? Isn't the challenge normal? Isn't the fear normal? And how do we measure, you know, the amount of it uh, across so many generations and, and timelines and cultures and things like that? Like, isn't it? normal, actually. We may not like it, but that's also normal, isn't it? I'm sure that you can go back generation after generation after generation after generation, and you're going to find this idea of, you know, the grandparents saying, oh, back in my day, you kids have it so easy. Back in my day, I think that that could always happen. Life is full of choices, and no one ever mentions fear, but I think it's actually very normal to feel fear and to feel anxiety. It's also normal to continue pushing forward and to heal yourself and to find ways to feel secure. And, and you know, fear is a motivator. Fear is something that keeps us safe. Uh, this is often what Pluto is. Pluto's the people who have had astrology readings with me. I've said this before, especially if you're experiencing a Pluto transit or you have a very, very, very prominent Pluto in your chart. You've definitely heard me say this, that Pluto sounds like an asshole. Pluto is telling you, you're not good enough. You can't do it. This needs to change. You need to work harder. Um, you know, Saturn wants you to work harder, but it's not necessarily mean. It's just stern. Pluto can feel really mean. You know, uh, Pluto in my first house is like, you're hideous. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Your face is aging weird. This is strange. You know, something like that. Pluto's mean, uh, but it's meant to protect you. You know, you don't look good. Put on makeup. Now no one will see. Now you're safe, right? Now you don't need to be worried about how you look because you have this thing to like help you feel confident and bold and brave. I love referring to my makeup as my war paint. You know what I mean? Uh, so the fear is normal. And, and when we feel these major Plutonian shifts or we have these like big aspects, expect that you're going to feel some of that anxiety, some of that intensity and some of that worry that comes along with it. And I mentioned, you know, the moon's going to be moving between Saturn and Neptune. What is the journey from a Saturnian mindset to a Neptunian mindset? The mindset of, you know, what is work to what is play. It reminds me of those articles in magazines that tells you, like, how to take an outfit from day to night, <laughs> you know, um, wear the same dress. They're on a blazer during the day and a dangly necklace at night and you're ready for the club or something like that. You know, it's a shift from taking it so seriously to remembering that we are literally just space monkeys floating through the galaxy. 
Like maybe the email isn't that urgent anymore when you have that perspective. You really need to take advantage of the weekend and that Piscean healing energy because we have a really big week. On Monday, the moon is in Aries at zero degrees at 8 a.m., um, we have a few sextiles on Monday and between the Capricorn, Venus, Mars team and Neptune, uh, you know, we have a lovely little sextile between those two, uh, three, sorry, Venus and Mars and Neptune, as well as Saturn and Jupiter. We get another sextile. So it feels like on Monday, there's a lot to do and it all feels really important, but it also just feels like you're trying to keep it running. I'm not getting the sense that any new projects are thrown onto your plate, but you might feel renewed and reinvigorated to do the work. If you did the moon in Neptune thing and you really let yourself chill out on Sunday, Sunday morning, you might wake up with this like uh, intensity, this frustration, this focus. I just remember that it's a Super Bowl on Sunday. Do y'all watch it? Are you all watching the Super Bowl? Who's your team? I'm going to put a poll on the episode and I want to know where the, uh, you know, American football fans are at and which team you're rooting for. I'll be watching it, but I just remembered. So, you know, in the morning you might feel that like, oh, I got to get ready. I need to do these things. Like, let me hurry and like, um, get all this done. And then in the afternoon, you might be chilling out, watching the game, hanging out with your people, your chosen family, like whatever that is, hanging out, um, and having fun. And, and that's going to be really important that you spend time doing something like that, even if it's not watching the Super Bowl. Uh, Again, because it's going to be really activating on Monday and there's going to be a lot to do. So if you want to feel that sense of like, oh, okay, let's go. I'm ready to just like get my head focused and do the work. Make sure you're really taking care of yourself on the weekend. On Tuesday, the moon in Aries conjunct the North Node in Chiron. Last Tuesday, the moon was in Capricorn squaring the North Node. And that Tuesday was ruled by an exalted Mars. This Tuesday is ruled by Mars and Aquarius at zero degrees with Pluto. So, you know, Mars in Capricorn is exalted. We've talked about this in previous staff meetings. You know, he's laser focused. He's super motivated, very ambitious, willing to work incredibly hard to achieve what needs to be done. And, you know, it's funny because I, I script this out and then I record later and just like reflecting on my work lately, I know I've been sharing on my Instagram stories that I have just been like MIA. I've been working so hard. I just had a big change at work, uh, big growth opportunities for me, a lot more work on my plate, my portfolio. Uh, you know, I, I have some leadership responsibilities to individuals within the organization now. And so saying this, I'm like, you know, last week was, you know, Mars uh, in Capricorn exalted at those like critical degrees, tons and tons of really hard work. Uh, I definitely felt that on Tuesday. This week, you know, Tuesday's ruled by Mars and Aquarius, and it's still a Saturnian sign, but it's a bit more logical, less attached, and it is a, maybe a bit more willing to take risks or to innovate. The commitment to a fixed belief motivates people to make both incredible and horrific decisions and actions. Think about all that we do in the name of our beliefs. You know, Mars and Capricorn might be motivated to do something that is, is maybe unsavory, but it's like to towards an end, which contains like a material tangible result 
Whereas in Aquarius, the tangible physical part of it with the earth sign in Capricorn is taken away. And so it's more like doing something just because you believe it to be true, because you believe it to be moral or ethical or for the greater and common good. But it's intangible. It's really just like a belief. We sacrifice ourselves in the name of a belief. We sacrifice others in the name of a belief. Tuesday will bring a new kind of motivation and feelings. I want to say feelings could be really high, but I think again, it's the intensity of thought. We're still having a lot of intensity in like our thoughts and maybe distorted thinking, catastrophic thinking, uh, you know, just feeling like really overwhelmed by things. And that could be like bringing up really big emotions. Again, relationships and reporting lines are maybe a bit unclear right now, uh, but you're taking help from anyone who offers to invest in the dream, right? Just be really thoughtful about your motivations and who or what you're willing to sacrifice in the process. And is it really worth it? And again, is that going to get you where you want to be 20 years from now? On Wednesday, we see the moon square Venus. This happens pretty early in the morning. Mercury forms a sextile to the north node and Saturn is in a sextile with Jupiter at eight degrees. So one way to ease the tension in relationships, especially at work, is to align meetings and conversations to the point and the purpose, right? Like, why are we here? To what end? Like, what are we doing? So test your ideas and find the opportunities. It looks like, again, a lot of work to be done this week. And remember, when we use the word work on this podcast, we're not just talking about our day jobs. It's Valentine's Day, so your work could be your relationships or your schoolwork, your housework, your shadow work, etc. So what is your work this week? I do think an overarching theme this week is that you're getting some support to accomplish things, which could feel uncomfortable. Uh, it could be hard to figure out how to delegate, uh, delegate or how to influence without authority. Project managers know this, like you're not a direct dotted line to the people that you're working with, but there's this like, I, I, I need this from you. Like you're not even in my vertical. You're not really on my team. You may not even be internal to my company, but I really need to work with you. I need to figure this out. And so we need to have, you know, a good working relationship. So it is nice to get the help. Um, even if it is a bit uncomfortable, it's better than not having any help at all. And I think I said that last week, actually, that's sounding familiar to me, but you know, we're taking what we can get right now. <laughs> The moon will move into Taurus early morning. And so we get that lovely exalted moon moving towards Jupiter. So again, you're starting to see things more optimistically. It's like, okay, this, this can work out. Um, I want to say the end is near, but that also sounds really dim and dark. It's, it's more like, ugh, like the end of the journey is almost over. We're almost home. Um, you know, uh, we're almost at five o'clock. School's almost out. Like we're, we're almost there. Thursday, we see the moon at 13 degrees Taurus, forming a square to Mercury and working her way to Uranus. That's like right at 8 a.m. Mercury is a strategic player on Thursday, and it's his job to help the moon think about the feelings and structure the way that we think. 
It's making me consider the six thinking hats. If you're familiar with this, you know, there's like a white hat, a red hat, a green hat, etc. And so you might plan to employ this type of thinking, have a framework that helps you think about how you think about something. That's how we become less reactive and we ensure that we're making the best decisions or that everyone in the conversation is on the same page. On Friday, my girl Venus gets a delightful trine from an exalted moon before stepping into Aquarius to meet Pluto, where the moon promptly forms another trine as she ingresses into the sign of Gemini around 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I think that this is important because we have so, so much air this week. There is so much sitting in Aquarius right now. So the air that we do have is primarily fixed. We have the weight of Jupiter and Uranus and Taurus, and then the sinking dark waters with Neptune and Saturn and Pisces. And it's like, are you feeling this really heavy weight right now and getting stuck in harmful thought patterns? It's not just that it's fixed. It's also that it's like really sludgy and swampy and it's, it's easier to go down this path because it's already been carved for us. So the moon and Venus on Friday, they get to have some moments where it might sound like, hey, I'm here for you. I know it's hard and I have your back. No matter how far apart we are, I see you. I've got you. I'll help pull you out of the mud. I'll I'll help lift you up. Like I'll help you breathe in some fresh air. I'll help move that stagnant energy. I'll help just a little bit. You know, I've got you. Just that nice reminder is sometimes all that we really need, right? A lot of witches in the corporate coven are like me. You know, we're highly ambitious and driven and independent. And so we don't need to have someone come rescue or save us. But, you know, it's nice to have some encouragement. It's nice to know that help is there, even if we don't want to use it. And consider the people in your life that might need to hear that from you. Right? Hey, I've got you. I'm here for you. I've got your back. I know it's hard. I've got you. Consider that even though this Gemini moon is usually fun and playful, the trine to Pluto could create a really intense Friday, especially as the moon trines Mars. And we might feel a lot of emotional distress at whether or not we've accomplished enough. (laughs) Y'all, I've been so mean to myself lately. I've been so mean to myself lately. As I scripted that line, the first thought that I like that followed was, but it probably wasn't enough and you're going to be stressed out forever. But this is this is what I'm talking about. It's an aggressive climate out there, and we need to catch ourselves when we have these thoughts. This is what made me think about the poem at the beginning of the episode. This is a poem that I started using in high school when I was on the debate team. I competed in impromptu, where if you're unfamiliar with it, like you go into the room and it's your turn to speak. So you, you walk up to the front of the room. The judge hands you a piece of paper with three different topics. You have seven minutes to pick a topic, plan a speech, and then deliver it. And you get to choose, you know, you know, two minutes of prep and five minutes of delivery, one minute of prep, six delivery, like, you know, however you want to do it. But you compete in the ability to just impromptu speak publicly. Some of you are like, of course you did, Jessica. That sounds just like you. Um, but I did, and I would use this poem quite often because it's a really, you know, easy, there's elements of it that are really easy to remember and it's a really good metaphor for a lot of different things so you can flex it into you know whatever the topic was or what you needed to talk about and i just thought about like how tough the climate is how tough the astro weather is right now you know it's dense it's thick 
it's heavy, it's fixed, it's, you know, interacting with the really big, intense players. Um, yeah, it's a lot. And we've been struggling with it. I've been struggling with it. My fixed signs know what's up. It's, it's hard out here for a lot of us. And I've been so mean to myself and I've been, I've been struggling with like a lot of these thoughts as well. And so this is why I'm choosing to see a counselor again right now to help me catch these distorted ways of thinking and heal that now before it really becomes a fixed mindset. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls go to therapy and so does everyone else because it's literal, literal magic. On Saturday, we see the Gemini moon forming a square to Saturn. So, Saturday, the moon is getting some space following a square to Saturn. You know, now the Gemini moon is starting to feel like it does have some room to play or at least to think about things on your own time and in your own terms. You have some of that space now. It's nice to have a little bit of lightness. Again, following that square because those moon, like the hard aspects between the moon and Saturn can make us feel low, a little like lethargic, kind of tired. Uh, you know, Gemini is like the nervous system. So it could be a lot of anxiety as well as like a little bit of depression. But after that, you're really getting some space. You start to like see that things are, you know, not as intense or not as serious. And you might start focusing more on those Gemini type things or think about where you have Gemini in your chart. That's where the, the focus is going to be now. And you feel okay with allowing it to be the focus. For me on Saturday, I'll be starting to pack. I'm traveling for work and I will be in Texas Sunday through Friday. So next week we welcome Pisces season. We're going to have a full moon in Virgo. So be sure to join me on next week's episode and I will see you there. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Corporate Coven, a podcast for witches at work. Keep the magic alive by joining our newsletter at www.thatwitchfromwork.com. There you can find extra resources and book a career astrology reading with me. If you love today's episode, you can support our work by subscribing, turning on notifications, and even making monthly donations. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, witches.